Good morning. Oh, morning. Uh, 29? Yeah, we were just, because it's May. It's the last one we did was May. So you reckon 29? Mm. I I don't genuinely wouldn't. I might go 30, but... All right. Okay, well, we'll see at some point. <laughs> well, here we are, back again. Thanks to Callum, I feel. Yes. You can <laughs> honestly say it was a request for another episode. Yeah. I think Bertie would, would, would ask for one as well. but Okay. <laughs> but she mm. didn't, so we're going to go Callum. Well done. Thank you, Callum. Yeah. And uh, on the back of that, and, and deciding to uh, sit down this morning, this is a Sunday morning in the sunshine, yeah. um, we have been pondering uh what the what the episode might turn um... well, and why we haven't done one and i think we've just been super stressed actually <laughs> i think it's a combination of 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 the super stress maybe or, or and maybe not even that as for me it's the whole worry that you'll say the wrong thing i'm uh, afraid yeah i think we're coming out of that now aren't we uh, you'd hope so yeah. you don't know though no there's so much, you know, going back a couple of years and, and people that we knew in our little community were being, what's the word? I'm going to say blackballed. Deplatformed. Deplatformed, that's the word I was searching for. Yeah, but um, you're never quite sure what, what the world was going to throw at you, were you? No. So, anyway, there we go, sun shining, and, uh, uh, yeah, we, we're back. Boop, boop. So I... <laughs> I will lead right into my whole thing of uh, uh, of wanting to talk about today the fact that the world as a as a whole it's proper Devon that the world yeah it's actually isn't it that's a good word that the world I'll just repeat that um, appears to be even less healthy than it was two or three like noticeably yeah. less healthy than it was two or three years ago yeah. and. Uh, you know, our lives have been very different over the last two or three years. Some people's, you know, massively different. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just don't think it's been very good for us if all. If you look at the... Um, so I actually, just to make sure that we were uh, authenticating this piece of... Uh, or this statistic, I have got the original article here from the Journal of American... Journal of American College of Cardiology, which was published on the 12th of July, 2022... Um, but it so all I would at... say to that then, sorry, is, yeah, is that whilst on. it was published in 22, it only looks at a cohort from, I think it's 1999 to 2018. Well, no, that's... So, so, that, oh. so this is pre-COVID and yes, all the lockdown and say. all being sat so on your arse because you had to. It's 2017 to 2018. Ah, there we are. That's right. what, So you're looking at the objectives rather than oh, the results. Sorry so then. It's fine. No, it's fine. Um, uh, so in... 2017 to 2018, only 6.8% of US adults had optimal cardiometabolic health, declining from 1999 to 2000, where it was 30 optimal levels. Oh, well, I know it went down to 12, didn't it? 12, it was 12%, but here it looks like it was 14.7, yeah. So it's about fifteen percent, and then it's gone down to about seven. Yeah. So a, a, a very sharp decline. Well, it's a sharp rise. decline in uh, in, in that's that that percentage. But if you look at the other way, you know, eighty something percent were not very doing very well, and, then, and now it's ninety no, percent. And the reason that we're we're talking about it now is that last weekend I was. It was just an odd day. It was a really odd day. Um, and I think coming off the back of like not feeling very well, self-induced not feeling very well, you know, it's not very often that I make myself ill and I probably didn't do it. I Obviously, I didn't do it on purpose, but I've been, I'm part of this, I don't know whether anyone's interested, but part of this research study into um, whether gaining muscle uh, and functional fitness can help with your menopause with menopause and just growing old better hmm. um and uh in order to to be really part of it i feel i've had uh three biopsies so far i've got 12 weeks of uh, quite intense exercise then followed by two more 
But on top of that, I had to take a week of uh, D2O, which is Dittrium, Wilf would say, um, Dittrium water instead of hydrogen water, basically. Yeah. Um, and it did a number on me. It's made me feel really like the you have to load on the first day. So it's 25 mil, but you have to take eight lots of that over the day. And then you have to take 25 mil every morning for a week. Um, Quite a lot. It's And it made me feel really ill. Like on the third dose, I felt like I was on the deck of a ship. Oh dear. Um, and yeah, it wasn't good. And it continued to not be good. And it ended up tasting like almonds, which is slightly worrying. Is but, it? Yeah. Well, because that's what cyanide. Oh, I <laughs> see. Like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I assume they'd not mixed that in. No, uh, I was reassured and assured by the PhDs that that wasn't the case. But it was like, <laughs> oh no, I can't believe I actually did. Anyway, so that did a number on me completely, and I like a combination of that, I think, and the um, the lignocaine with its adrenaline in it really hadn't done me any favours. I I was in a, a panic state, I think we can safely say, where mm. I was catastrophizing everything, everything. And I mean yeah. everything. Um, to the point where even I realised it was ridiculous. I just didn't know how to not do that. Um, and then I got quite low. Um, yeah, just really, really odd. And I think and, that and the adrenaline in the lignocaine So it's interesting, in, in as much as, uh, you know, that the... the your, your PhD boys that are undertaking this, you know, they would and girls, s- thank you. Oh, well, I meant that as a yeah, I as, know as a did. boys and girls mm-hmm. thing. Um, they seem to think that this sort of Western medicine approach to taking the samples and taking lignocaine or having lignocaine as the, as the whatever, you know, there's, it has no side effects and it's a it's just something that you do, uh, and and it has no effect on your body. But I think. And maybe for some people it doesn't, but I think if you're trying to look after yourself and you're not used to anything out of the way, out of the ordinary going into your body, it can have a massive effect. Mm. And I think you are a classic example of that. Mm. You know, I did, yeah, I, you know, I re- really noticed the fact that you weren't yourself. I think everybody, I think that, that not very many of us have done the biopsy route, to be fair, but I think we all like were very, very glad to finish it. And I think we all would have said it, it, it was detrimental to our mm. um, general health and memory, which was really odd. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was just, do you remember when I, I yeah. didn't put the veg on? It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. How is that even a thing? I mean, that's just, yeah, it, yeah. it was so quite it extraordinary. And so on Sunday, when I went for my reflexology training, uh, she told she taught us a technique, which normally I would just get on and do, and I literally forgot it the instant she said it. Mm. And I was like, what how is that i can't i can't and then and and she like what i find fascinating is she's a brilliant reflexologist you know second to none highly recommend her not that you could ever get in um but then like sets herself up as a as a an expert on nutrition or whatever it is and it's like no you can't do that that's not and then she'll say something like and that and it's completely wrong so she blamed sugar and saturated fat no salt and saturated fat for for the the damage that ultra processed food is doing and i'm like that's just no not true and and, but and then you say that and you mention this six percent of um americans only six percent are metabolically healthy and she just like they all just look at you like you've got three heads you have no idea what you're talking about and why would you even mention it thank you for twerking uh, Wilf is twerking. Oh. Thank you, darling. When are you out? No, you're going no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so, so I just, I just, and, so, we, and, so it's made us think again, and we've decided just to talk about it because it's not rubbish. I've got a fucking like a proper you've, you've brought up the, the report there, haven't you? In yeah. front of me. Yeah, and 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 I think this is this is because. Yours was a very specific uh, event there of of the heavy water and everything else, but I think it highlighted to us as well the fact that what you so, so whilst obviously these are in theory you know medicines or or or, or safe chemicals or whatever way mm. you want to look at it, um, they had a very bad effect. And we would always, and this is this is probably our repeating message, is your food 
is also chemicals yeah. whether you like it or not yeah. and uh, uh, and will have the same good or bad effect and uh, I think, on yeah. you and, uh, I think, yeah. and it's, and it's very and it can be very personal as well as to which foods have the best effects and which foods have the worst effects and I think we've also been noticing in um, like when we listen to the radio or whatever it is over the last particularly the last week for some reason people just throw stuff into conversations and we're not going to get political so we're not going to particularly talk about it but like like it's fact when it clearly isn't fact and everyone just goes oh yes and off they go well, I think it was the baby one for me where they said kale is good for you yeah and yet we all know that kale is well full we of... don't all know that's the trouble oh. isn't it it's full of uh, of oxalates you have it raw you're just giving yourself issues you just giving yourself inflammation and, and, and people yeah. throw around words like oh it's full of antioxidants well no food is an antioxidant it's the chemical reaction it creates in your body that is the antioxidant so you're actually giving yourself a food like that a is poison, creating that is creating an oxidative stress mm. And you are producing antioxidants in order to fight that stress. So, yeah. maybe a better way would be not to eat the, the slight poison in the first place yeah. and save yourself the bother. Yeah, and, and, and we're just, you know, from our point of view, as we would consider, well, we've just we'll talk about it. We've gone through the six markers of metabolic health. We don't possess any of the of the. We're in all categories, except for the one that we'll explain. We're well within the bounds, you know. We're not, not even within the bounds. We're, we're at the very lower yeah. end, or, or the better end of the bounds. So when we're talking about this stuff, we we're, we're coming from a point of view of knowing what we're talking about, and yet well, you do. constantly dismissed. And then you get people yeah, just well, throwing you really around. Struggle with that, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, and I have come to a huge conclusion with it all of that. I just, you know, it's not, it's too stressful for me actually. And well, and I got called. I actually genuinely got called a kook what did she say some nut job or something and i just thought that's it i've done i'm done i'm absolutely done if you think that this scientific fact is nutterdom then yeah. there's no hope so so yes where does you know because you know i'm also uh very unhappy with some of the assertions that are made about uh how, how we like reduce our reliability mm. on, on fossil fuels mm. uh, and I'm not against it you know I've got these solar panels now we're enjoying the sunshine you know we save our rainwater to flush the toilets we've done things that I think are are worthwhile um, but I don't agree I, I, I can't agree with, with with some of the like the the things that people no. state as fact no, this is the trouble. It's this. It's the prevailing opinion that gets then stated as fact, and this is why. This is why only six six point eight percent of Americans are metabolically healthy, because the the standard paradigm for diet, health, exercise, fitness that came out of the seventies, thanks to uh, Ansel, Ansel Keys, Keys for you know, has been. It's just. It's just treated as. Well, we've fact. done. A, we've done a fantastic experiment over the last forty or fifty years. Of how ill that, we can be. Is how from, ill can we make ourselves? From that, so we yeah, so we, we we've adopted this uh, this, this paradigm of pr more and more processed food. Actually, is the way it seems to be going. Ultra processed now. Ultra processed now. I mean, we yeah. process food in the in the very and nature of making. Millions a and billions of people are eating it, and millions and billions of people aren't very well. No. So I would suggest there's got to be a correlation there. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really difficult because so many people uh you, you know believe what they're told in school they're told on the on, well, on, I, on know, the radio on, on the radio we both or believed the it. you know let's not get it yeah. you know i was i found a picture of me when i was 16 17 that my grandpa took his best is in there's <laughs> a little tiny bit of best yeah, yeah. as a fairy yeah, we think yeah it was christmas <laughs> she's in a fairy costume blue fairy i remember it like it was yesterday that fairy costume anyway and uh i was fat you know, I you know people say to me, "Oh, it's easy for you," and it's like, "How? Please don't don't say that because not only do I have all the genetic predispositions to be obese, I was I in that one I was probably fat, but by but I lost a load of weight. You know, classic yo-yoing stuff. And then by the time I got back from traveling, so I would have been twenty-one, twenty-two, just no, twenty-two, twenty-three. I was obese probably. 
Um, and my dad very kindly pointed that out, which is a whole other story that set me on a path that, of incredible unhealth. And and so I've I've been there, I've done it, I've bought the T-shirt, and I, I'm here to tell you that you will not improve your health through traditional standard fitness and diet paradigms. Not long-term, they just don't work. Mm. And I think we... And I think I can say that now and you can cough if you, you know, to try and whatever me, because it's, I know it, I know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and it's, it's very, I think it's depressing because I think we would wish good health and uh, the ability to undertake, you know, reasonable exercise on everyone and, and all the way. So for me, obviously, as I get older and, you know, I, I, I can't help it. I love talking about the whole 120 thing and the 120 club and the look on people's faces when you say, well, actually, I'm aiming for 120 and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And they just look at you like you got, you know, and, and, and obviously, you know, I may easily die in the attempt and you'll all have a good laugh, but it's, uh, it, it's very much in my mind and it's very much the way, hopefully, that mentally I'm tackling life. And I think that's, that's the, the first thing, but then, around that is is trying to find out how i can eat and look after myself to uh you know to give myself the best chance uh it's interesting we, we it has been commented that we are quite obsessed with this but uh and maybe we are i think we are but it's it, it's 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 not a bad thing to worry about or to have an opinion on and we do both find it massively interesting don't we yeah so you, you know we're not trying to excuse it but we, we are quite obsessed with it and yeah. uh but we don't i don't think it makes our life uh less enjoyable no, in any is, way shape or form i think it does it, yeah because you know like you you, you don't drink i i, I can't I, drink so you can't drink and i i gave up in support whatever and i i also now don't drink and, and find that a much better place to be I think I, you know. I always explain to everyone I'm going to have a. I'm not going to come out drinking because at work there is still quite a drinkingy culture at the end of the day. You know, everyone meets in the bar if they're going to be away, um, which is not good. So yeah. uh, anyway, so yeah, you know, once you've once you've sorted that out, off you go. And that, I yeah. really liked going to the park run once a week, running three miles relatively effortlessly. Uh, maybe not very quick and certainly not as, as quickly as I well, used to. Having said that, you've been ill and you're still quite ill because you're, you're, like, you're stressed and antsy, which is the classic yeah. coming off being ill. Well, I had the and laryngitis, you did your best didn't I? Time of the year yesterday. Oh, was it? Is that what it said? Yeah. Well, there we go then. Very good. So. Yeah, anything's possible. But And you weren't pushing yourself because I told you not to, I hope. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No. Um, yeah, so. I, I I just I yeah. So so for us, we, we are not miserable in our health, and people seem to think that we will be, and we're not. No. We, we it's, like, it's a bit like with the sleep thing. Once you realise that your 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 health is dependent on sleep, so like that that you you can sleep when you die thing becomes completely irrelevant because you're going to have a miserable day. You haven't had a good night's sleep, so why would you put that at risk? Um, but you know, we we've got teens, we've got young adults. They live a life, mm. but um, there comes a time when the the payoff for how you feel just isn't actually worth the, the slice of cake or the. Well, that's where we, we we've got. That's to. where we've got to. Yeah, but you only know that when you don't do it. That's the thing. Like I was watching at the rugby yesterday as a young family and they were all eat, eating tang fastics and... Um, what are they? Uh, the sweets. Oh. Um, and then, and, and like the, uh, these like low fat uh, baked crisp things. And you just, you just think, I've just come to enjoy the rugby. And that hadn't even occurred to me. I mean, Do we might have taken to so I asked everybody, shall I take some element hot chocolate? No, we're fine. So we didn't. Mm. And, and yeah, it's not like, yeah, just it's just a different 
I think, and that's fine if you want it. I'm not trying to like, but I'm not trying to say do what we do. But what I am saying is there is a choice to make. Well, so, so I think what we, what we, the reason we keep coming here and we keep doing these blasted podcasts and everything else is because we we want everyone at least to think about it. And we so, know so, how different we are and how, you know, how much more we get out of life. Yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah. Well, um, definitely for Well, me. certainly, like, in terms of mobility and what we can do and 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 what we would think of as health i think we, that's massive isn't it mm. is you know i think we can still all do the things showing off the other week and jumping off uh a platform about four foot high um because uh, i can and uh, you know, most people don't no uh, whether they always, can or not they I, just I, don't like and, i and always so, get dressed or put shoes on or like i, I either balance or i do it on the or floor you sit on the floor yeah and we, then i get up without using my hands mm. and, and 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 that's like what eh? yeah you're quite good at that well, yeah, your, was, almost your so party was, piece so, well it? it's not even the party piece it was just really interesting last week on the second week of the exercise when everyone was moaning about how their bums were really sore and they couldn't sit on the toilet and all the rest of it because they had doms which is never good anyway actually that's another you know yeah, 70s, 70s paradigm you've got to have doms or you haven't worked out properly and um and i didn't and and like so i was talking about it and I squat every day and I do all of that stuff that means that that's not mm. you know I use that muscle so why would it ache from mm. extra use it just wouldn't so yes I was doing the exercises right <laughs> it just was yeah anyway so you just got that mobility yeah. anyway because so, you still do all those yeah. things should we get back to the six markers of so we're gonna we're gonna dive in today into the six six point eight percent of Americans being metabolically healthy and because it because it is fascinating and they use six markers which we're going to talk about and and in comparison to us and why they're important and um just generally what you should be looking for if you want to be metabolically healthy which is which is overall health so i'm not talking about fitness particularly or a healthy diet or i'm just talking about or we're just talking about sorry Tom. No, no, it's um, fine. No, you are. It's fine. I'm only... Here. What makes up metabolic health? So the first one is your waist circumference. Yes, and, and just before we launch into it, and it's because, as, we, as I was, you know, this, this seems to be my thing for today, is please consider whether you're doing all the right things to give yourself that that opportunity for a long and healthy so, life. Yeah, so I was just That's about, really that just it. did occur to me, well, well remembered, is that this is about longevity. So these, there are other, there are other markers which aren't metabolic, which will indicate longevity, like how many press-ups you can do. So get mm -hmm. down now, how many can you do? Or how many squats can you do? Or how fast can you run a mile if you if a saber-toothed tiger is chasing you? Those are longevity markers, but they're only ever, in my humble opinion, going to be as good as your metabolic markers. Because if you've got any of these issues, you won't be able to do any of those physical longevity things that put you in the, the percent, the high percent of it's going to last a bit longer, yeah. a um, lot longer. Yeah, and and along with those longevity markers are our blood markers as well, but they again will be in reaction or in balance with your metabolic health. Mm. So we could do another podcast on longevity markers, which sounds like quite a good idea actually, because people I think. Yeah, um, you should be interested in them, shouldn't you? <laughs> well, I think you should, but maybe. Maybe other people, uh, you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, you've got to enjoy yourself. And then when your time comes, you'll go. Yeah, but but that's like I always happen. say is, is when you get there, when you're, you know, six, well, six months away from your time's going to be up, you'll probably be thinking, oh, bugger. Well, and I also don't think you will, you know, if, you, if you're not metabolically healthy and you haven't got those. You're probably you're not, not doing gonna, very well, well along the way. you're not going to be uh, drop dead. You're going to be, it's yeah, going to yeah. be a painful, slow yeah. decline. So. All of that nice happiness. Yeah, yeah, just, just to put you, yeah. <laughs> Soz. You off, Wilf? Hello. Okay. Mummy has to say drive carefully at this point. Pardon? 
Drive carefully. Oh, you using a clean car. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's you told. Um, waist circumference. Very easy Number one. Number one. Work out how tall you are. Divide it by two. And your waist should be no more than that length. Mm. So if you're a six foot tall, 72 inches, your waist should be 36 inches or less. So, and what's really interesting, so what we will talk about this more as we go along, but in true style, because because these measurements are taken from an average, so they, they're going up. So if you look like on any website these days, in order to make it easy for people, they've gone 40 inches for men and 35 inches for women. Well, I would be... Like a small barrel. Yeah, if my waist was 35 inches. I mean, that's that's loads. But that but that's the state that we're in. And, and the reason that, that the waist circumference is so important is that not only do you not want belly fat, but it will probably be an indicator of visceral fat around your Organs. liver yeah oh, particularly liver. so you like kidneys they're supposed to have an amount of right. visceral fat as protection because they're loose in you loose loose so if you look at it in order you know by the old measurement you'd have to be 80 inches tall to have a 40 inch waist which is six foot eight <laughs> so yeah. as usual uh, in order to make people feel better and not to realise that actually, you know, things are getting worse and worse. They, yeah. They've relaxed the criteria for for healthy, in inverted commas, mm. or normal. And I think what's really important about the belly fat is that they are now are now discovering, or they have discovered quite a while ago, but it's only just being noticed by normal people, in inverted commas, that it has a it has an endocrine system all of its endocrine endocrine and system all of its own so we talk about um leptin and ghrelin um uh, the satiation and and hunger hormones and they they there is when you get a belly over a certain size that will be uh, have one of those systems all of its own and it will be telling you that you need more it won't be telling you it won't be putting in the ghrelin it'll be putting in the leptin to tell you to eat more so you just need to you just need to work out that these things aren't normal then it's not normal to have a roll of belly fat no because the reason that you've got a roll of belly fat is because your body is creating its own system you know if you trace most of these things bless you <laughs> oh dear. And again, if you trace Sunshine. most of these things back to, you know, because I come from a primal perspective, was that survival? And of course it was survival. If you, if you, you know, that's why when you have a bit of belly fat, you want to keep your belly fat is because in the winter when there was no food, that would, that would have Kept meant going. survival. But yeah. we, we, you know, we're not in a, we're, there is, we're never going to be short of food, whatever that food might be, even if it's a carrot and a potato, in this world we are not going to be short of it so it's now sending signals to keep us fat rather than to keep us alive yep it's a really tricky one that isn't yeah. it unfortunately uh and it becomes uh, i was going to say a self-fulfilling prophecy so, Unfo yeah. unfortunately as it as it gains in size then it gains in the ability to further Create influence it and keep it there yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's a survival mechanism, it's going to be very hard to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that is the other thing. So, so that's the waist circumference. That's number one. And also that, like, where you're where you're storing the fat on your waist, because like, so you see people with just like the roll of belly fat, which will be sort of sub Q, uh, not necessarily attached to anything, but that's like so like beer belly situation right. whereas you see people with like quite a hard stomach um, yeah and that starting will be, higher up yeah to, to a degree yeah and that then will be like visceral mm. organ fat mm. um, so you can tell the different types of fat by love later have a good day yeah 
looking smooth. smooth. Yeah. Don't let the cat out. Don't mind Good. Um, and so, and that's really that is really dangerous because you like that if it's around your liver, you're probably on the way to um, non-alcoholic or alcoholic. I don't know fatty liver disease. At which point you're just breaking down your liver. Yes, that's not good. Unfortunately. Mm. So that's the first one, waist circumference. So, you know, I find, yeah. So the second one is blood sugar levels. Now, obviously that is a, a, a marker of, of what's going on, but maybe I think these days, and, they, and it's becoming more common, is to have an insulin test. So what, what I, I don't know whether you're going to dive into it, but it's, it's mass, I think it's probably fair to say it's massively more complicated than sometimes we're led to believe it in is. terms of your blood sugar is is obviously what's driving it but the more important thing is what's happening to your insulin through the day yeah and and at its peaks yeah. because it, ideally your body will be very good at producing insulin and, what, and one of the things that came out of too much uh, like obsessive carnivore is that if you never drive your body to uh, to eat anything sweet, and you, can, you know it doesn't have to be the sweetest fruit or, or sugar, it, it can just be some carbs uh, to produce insulin in order to get away with, you know, to, to, to deal with it. Then you can you you can uh, you can you can end up with a failed uh, insulin system because it's never used. Yeah, and I think that was. I think that did come out of some of the, like the really hardcore carnivory boys who just weren't eating anything. Like, and keto. And keto, yeah. So yeah. you know you need to test it, and you want it to be very good. You want it to be flexible. It's that whole flexible. That's the one. Yeah. So so if you do decide to have something sweet, it's not an issue. Yeah. The insulin level goes up. You deal with it, and very quickly it falls back down and, again. And, and a lot of the trouble with the fasting blood sugar test is that for somebody like me with um, specific genetic predispositions so for instance I metabolize melatonin really quickly mm -hmm. so if I have too much m melatonin at night so everyone's going oh take melatonin it'll help you sleep for somebody like me it has the opposite effect because I'll go off like a like solidly asleep mm -hmm. and have a really good like maybe four or five hours and then I will wake up as soon as that melatonin is like because I'm because I uh, metabolize it too quickly in effect I wake out. up and that's it. Cortisol's up and I'm awake. Yeah. That's it. So I need a like a drip, drip, drip of melatonin through the night, which is what I naturally do. And then the cortisol kicks in when it's supposed to. Um, but the back of that also means that in order for me, I produce slightly more cortisol in the morning in order to get up and about and all the rest of it, which means that I also spike glucose. So if I was to take my fasting blood glucose, it's actually higher than it would be in the middle of the day because or, or you know that's anyway it's not a low fasting glucose because I've produced the glucose needed to get up and about um, and so and that's not from anything that I've eaten that's the, that's the stupid thing that's why they have a fasting blood glucose is because it measures it's, it takes a measure of what, what, when you haven't been eating, but for me, that's that that that's that it's thrown out because. Well, I, I think all that aside, it just shows that it's it is massively more complicated than, yeah. than the very simple figures that sometimes we're yeah. led to. Yeah. Sometimes we do these very simple tests. Yeah. And and it's probably just not enough. So really. so if you could have a, 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 a like so for somebody like me, I need a, a I need a continuous glucose monitor. That would be a lot healthier for me uh, as a marker because it tracks what you're eating and how you respond mm. to it. Um, and there are all sorts of hacks if you're going to eat something sweet and all of those kinds of things that you would learn if you had a continuous glucose monitor. You see exactly and I'm how also, your body yeah, I'm also this kind of migraine uh, type uh, metabolism, which means that my glucose response is slightly different to the average person anyway. And so for me, an insulin, so so you need um, uh, uh, a, a, oh, what the bloody hell? Let's see, my brain is still not functioning properly. Um, I need, I would have a continuous glucose monitor. I would have an insulin result and I would have, here we go, uh, HbA1c would be but on its own even the hba1c isn't that good of a trace because it is only looking at your glucose metabolism over a period mm. of time so um 
But in order oh, to provide some, give you that a minute. some better advice, I think the advice has got to be that in order to help this, this whole system, uh, then periods of eating and periods of not eating are, I think everyone agrees on that, don't they? Yeah. Um, so that's an easy one. And then, as we were saying before, you know, having something sweet once in a while um, is also very, very good because it gives you that test. Yeah. It gives you that test of, uh, you know, making your body respond to some increased, uh, it'll be the sugar, blood sugar level, won't well, it? I don't, and I, you know, diets change over time, you know, and as long as you're tracking how your body is responding and it hopefully is not negatively impacted, then I think that's, you know, all that's, that's, that's what it, you know, I've upped, up, I'm obsessed with pomegranates at the moment. Yeah, well, and, you um, seem to like the pomegranates, yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily going to say too much, but I did an experiment over the last probably nine months. I used to buy grapes when I was away at work. Oh, and yeah, I know. Uh, I used to I used to buy that and and eat that with me cheese or whatever because trying to eat when you're away is a bit of a nightmare. And uh, it just gave me like a belly. Yeah. And I've given up on grapes. I know I've had figs the last few weeks because they've been in the store. And, uh, They're a very and manufactured product these days, grapes. Grapes appear to be an absolute yeah. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't given, you know, I don't eat, don't buy them, so I don't eat them anymore. And uh, yeah, I seem to be massively better mm. for it. They well, really you, are. They, they, it's certainly for me. They, I don't, know they don't do me any favors. This is where Arthur gets it from, but like, so you went through your apple phase until you worked out they. Well, didn't it worked do out they were really bad for me too. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, pomegranates seem to suit me quite well. Mm -hmm. um, and I like because I like to pick my food. They're an ideal, <laughs> they're an yeah, ideal yeah, yeah. food but it, but, for me. But really, the, and, um, like the important thing is, is, is that all fruits aren't equal. No, by, but definitely like, not. Definitely not. Just like vegetables are. Yeah. You know, different vegetables have massively different effects on your body. Oh, so so like I used to. Oh, well, we were having a, a couple of fresh pineapples, or like the boys will have tins of pineapple. But I think that does set my. I, I don't think I know that too much pineapple will set. I won't be able to. My blood sugar won't recover. Mm -hmm. um when it should do in yeah. response to that whereas the pomegranates don't that's it it's gone like within the the, the three four hours that my blood sugar's returned to the levels 70 whatever and it's fine it's not an issue mm. um so, so yeah so the whole fruit thing is is yet another you know there's going to be some experimentation there hopefully to try and work out what is it yeah what what does suit you you know and, and as yeah. we always say everyone will be different everyone it's, will be different you and just need to find you know the right treat if that's what you call it or the right fruit that you want to eat and i think this is one of those huge things that you need to remember that like for me it, i firmly believe that a fasting blood glucose should be no more than 80. I mean, and I just, uh, what are we talking here? Let's get it right, 80 milligrams DL. Um, and these days, you know, again, because it's taken as the average of the population, I mean, it's just crazy. So in 1970, if you had a blood glucose level over 80, you were considered diabetic. Well, that's because you were you were and now <laughs> and that's called pre-diabetic and it's and it's over a hundred where you're considered diabetic i mean that just that that's crazy that is cr we're just we're just giving ourselves more room to be ill basically um, yeah 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 and this goes back to the waste thing yeah. at the start and everything yeah. else yeah is uh we, we seem to be trying to alter what's normal yeah yeah. Very odd. It is. It is. So you want a flexible uh, insulin glucose yep. response, um, but you do. You know that it's and, not and, good. And, and you do need to be aware that fruit is a blighter, especially the processed fruit that we eat these days. So if, you know, if you, if you think about well, apples, you, you so know, you the, get the, the your, massively sweet apples. Yeah, you get your carbs and. Uh, glucose from sweet potato, but basically, don't you? And some cr uh, crown prince squash when yeah, they were back yeah, into yeah. winter. Just, we've, just, we've just picked all the squash yeah, and, and yeah. you've bought some extra. We've yeah. got 
15 squash to see, mm. see us through the winter, basically. And I'll have a pick at them, but I certainly won't have anything like what no. you and the boys have. No, no, but I think they're probably... Uh, well, actually, I can't say that the Crown Prince isn't. Uh, that, that's a that's an F1. That's a very mm. man-made mm. uh, vegetable, but it, at the moment it seems to be okay with me. Yeah. So, so just beware of fruit. Fruit is the enemy that seems to have. Well, it can be the enemy. That's but it, but it is very it is very ancestral because um, yeah. for all sorts of reasons, not least because those would have been the sweet things that you picked when you saw them. Um, and not even sweet, I would say. Or, you know, or sweeter. Nothing than, like a sweet. Yeah, but sweeter. Though, a, really. a very quick way of getting energy. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, and they don't, can, because the fruit wants to be eaten, and I know it sounds really stupid, but because the fruit wants to be eaten, it doesn't have as many anti-nutrients in it. No. Um, no. It's designed to be eaten. It's a bit like with the pomegranate, like the seed. You're not going to chew the seed. It's not going to have any impact on you because it's just going to come straight out and so because it's because the pomegranate it's like this the, the bits themselves are designed to be eaten they want to be eaten yeah so but then the, they the, you know the plant yeah. itself wants the seed to go straight through you and come out the other end so and, and take the wonder food chai seeds for instance everybody's oh they're fantastic they're so good for you they're no they're not the reason that they swell up and go all gloopy is it's that's it's that's its defense mechanism Chai seeds don't want to be eaten, so they ah. do that gloopy thing, which actually irritates the gut. And so you think you're getting this healthy whatever. You're not going to get... The, the bioavailability from a chai seed is like... It's just ridiculously low. I mean, I, And just we're just led to believe... Who, who told us that chai seeds were healthy and where did it come from? And that's it. It's just believed. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so that's a bit about phytonutrients and anti-nutrients and, hmm. you know, just because something, just because you're told something's healthy, go and do your own, it's, that, that yep. quinoa is the other classic, oh, it's full of protein, it's fantastic. People, you, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this, people like who eat chai, who eat quinoa because it's their local, um, it's not, a, it's not a, a a a grain. cereal? It's not a grain or a cereal. It's it, 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 it's a crop. Yeah. Because it's their local crop, they know how, how damaging it. it is. Yeah. So they soak it for minimum twenty four, probably forty eight hours, to remove as much of the harmful hmm. anti nutrient as possible, and then they use that saponin mainly. As a washing agent. Oh yes, it's a fantastic uh, wash, it, your washing powder. But you you're when you when yeah. you just boil up a bit of quinoa, thinking you're getting some great vegetable protein, you're basically damaging your gut lining with all of this saponin that you haven't gotten rid of, and you and 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 there is hardly any protein that your body can take on board. So. Yeah, marvelous. Mm. Anyway, that was a little. That's well, that, nothing to do with see, blood sugar. But that's not the, uh, the 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 common message, is it? So no. you really are struggling to yeah. get that one out there. Yeah. Well, I like triglycerides. So number three, triglycerides. So, so tell us what this is a measure of. This is a measure of. This is so. This is like the the instant way of finding fats in your blood, basically. So you have. This is the way that it's carried around your blood. And I would say this is this is good for us because it is it seems to be able to discriminate between our uh, like high fat diet, but the fact that it's not being it, it it's not detrimental to your blood. No, because whilst we uh, I'm, I'm struggling but, here. Well, but but because it carries uh, glucose as well, you you know it's a measure of how much glucose you've got because if you're not eating a load of glucose you won't be it won't you know you it's it's a really triglycerides are a funny thing and 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 out of context can Mm. not really mean a lot but if you look at my last so i think the scale is naught to a hundred and you're about one and i'm about a half which basically means i don't think there's you know we don't seem to be we don't seem to be having any, do we? No. But I, I, I can't say I understand why. 
Okay, let me show you. Um, oh, have I spelt that wrong? Try, yes. So, so you, in order to get a triglyceride, that's the sugar, and then you've got the fatty acids. So if you've got no sugars, you won't be transporting them around you, but that's as simple as that. And when you think that your body can only maintain a teaspoon of glucose in its blood that's, system at one yeah. point without yeah. causing an insulin spike. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a it's a marker of a of a low sugar yeah. sort of economy that's going yeah. on in your body. Yeah. Um, but you do need them. So triglycerides will come up when um, when in your in your lipid panel. So in your yeah. in your fat panel, basically. And you really do need to put them in context for your LDL, your low density lipoproteins, and your HDL, your high density lipoproteins, because. That's how they. That's how those things are carried around. So maybe you should have. Sorry, I should have let you have a look at all of this before. No, no, no. But the, the but the, but the bottom line is um, that if you have, I, I feel they're a marker, aren't they? They're, they're yeah. more of a, just an indicator of of how you're doing. And and it's so you what you really want is an hdl to uh, triglyceride yeah in, in a certain ratio isn't it yeah uh yeah, and low and i'm just trying to find my nope that's so, red blood cells that's no good like you know you, you cholesterol status from where we're sat these triglycerides HDL whatever markers appear to be that they're relatively easy to measure I think because they, they you know when we've had our various tests you know they come up and, and you get a reading why is it that so, so this is um this is moving on again now we don't want to get stuck in the weeds on this one but why is it that they're not just like so you go down for a well person thing and nobody will big up on where your triglycerides are no. You know, they'll moan about your your cholesterol because they want to give you statins, I yeah. think, because that's you know they've all been trained to by the pharmaceutical companies Ooh. via their mm -hmm. bloody um, their training at med school to you know to to learn how to uh, to to prescribe statins because there's mm -hmm. money in it. Mm -hmm. But why don't why don't they look at your triglycerides and start talking about like your your, your bigger health and 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 involve your diet? Uh, because 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 it's not really very well understood. So look, oh, okay. Kate, so our favourite Kate Shanahan here yeah, yeah. Um, says it's cr it's critical to consider your triglyceride to HDL ratio mm -hmm. because if the triglyceride number is more than two and a half times the HDL, it's an indicator that your body fat is not accepting shipments of new fat quickly enough. Ah. Um, so the triglycerides stay in your bloodstream for too long, and then when they're oxid, you know that's when you get the oxidative stress um, and damage. Yeah, because I know I'm king of the like the, the oversimplification, probably, and especially when your body's concerned. But most people's problems occur because they get build-ups of plaque in their arteries, which which either you know leads to a heart attack or 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 some thinning of the you know or or whatever you know you just get not getting enough but, blood. But just looking at that plaque and seeing the 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 cholesterol in it is like uh, my favourite uh, phrase is it's like blaming a firefighter for a fire. Yeah, yeah, because the plaque is there to to try and put right the the yeah. other damage, the underlying damage, yeah. and the underlying damage comes from. Well, that will be from from a high sugar diet. Hmm. Which is damaged and the inside, oils. and but yeah, go on, yeah, yeah because you get those. it's oxidative damage. So so yeah. because because your arteries are under such pressure, like it's like a you know it's like a very fast flowing river, mm. um, and and with the pump going 
to make it even faster. So when you get a kink in your artery, those 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 outside walls on the inside walls there, if you imagine like the blood flow, that's where you're going to get the damage. Mm. So that's why you can graft a vein, you can take out a damaged artery, graft a vein, and the same thing will happen because you haven't improved your diet, you haven't improved anything. The vein was fine because it wasn't under pressure. Mm. You put it back where the artery was that was under pressure and the same thing will happen. So you get damage in the, in the wall, the LDL, you know, it's it's vital. It it acts like a, you know, it heals. It provides a coating. It heals. Like your and blaster. then and then what will happen if everything's fine is that that will just disintegrate. It will go away. There's no oxygen involved mm. because you're not full of oxidative damage. You're not. You haven't got radical free radical oxygen. Um, and then and and then everything will be fine again. So you you know what what happens on a daily basis if you're metabolically healthy that you know that will you know the the pressure itself will cause these things to happen and it will all sort itself out. Oxygen then if you're not ox this ox radical oxygen species will be causing oxygen to be trapped and then cause the plaque, and that won't be removed. And it gets harder and harder. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, so like I say, blaming cholesterol is like blaming a firefighter for turning up at a fire and trying mm. to sort trying it to out. Trying to sort it out. Interesting. Never. I'm sure it's never ever discussed like that. I'm afraid. Uh, not that I've had that discussion. And I hope I won't have. Yeah. But yeah. There you go. So. Yeah. So four, which is where you and I would fail on a conventional metabolic test is LDL. Oh. Uh, we're both in the red on the LDL, but that is again taken out of context of the other markers of your panel, of your lipid panel. Um, so going back to your analogy from just a, a few moments ago, we've got all the firefighters we need going around in our blood. Yeah. Because we ain't, they and ain't fighting got, any fires. And if you've got low triglycerides and high HDL, the 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 point of the LDL will be that it will be this fluffy, yeah, light LDL that that goes along and then gets saturated into the low particles because it's it's it, and then taken away. Yeah. So as it, long so as those low the, particles are natural. being taken away, rather than because yeah. they're they're saturated with oxygen, which is why they're dense and whatever, and then they stick to the wall. Does that make sense? Mm, I think so. Well, it, it, I, I think trying to explain all this in just a few minutes is nearly impossible. But the whole thing is, yeah, that it, our we we are very optimistic that our high LDL levels are for good reason. But it, but it, you need you need it. it, it it's definitely it, you definitely need. LDL and HDL, otherwise it wouldn't be in your anyone, blood. Anyone that knows anything properly will say, look, if you've got a high LDL and your triglycerides are low, then you've got the large, buoyant and irrelevant yep. LDL. Yep. It's not going to be a marker of ill health no. at all. No. You don't... You, you, LDL is not an absolute number. That's the that's the bottom yeah, yeah. line. Yep. That's what that's yep. what we're trying to say. Yep. So, uh, we're, we're still metabolically healthy because apparently you can have you only need four of these to be metabolically really? healthy yeah so we would still come in the 6.8 percent but that for us that's a red flag in the context of not understanding a full lipid panel and and how they all work with each other i'm looking forward happy to with five. that yeah very happy okay five blood pressure so yeah. I, I've got low blood pressure normally. You're abnormally low, I would well, say. You're right at the very bottom end of what's normal. It can, if, I, if I'm on a bad day, it can be 60-something over 111, something like that, 112. On a normal day, it's probably 70 over 115. So that's, you know, that's fine. So my, the reason I'm particularly interested in is my, when I was ill, Mine shot up, didn't it? Yeah. Quite incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I was up the 140s over... Oh, it's awful, yeah. 140s oh, over... 90? 90 or even yeah. towards 100, yeah. yeah. Uh, and just couldn't seem to get it to come down, could we? And 
you know, and I don't know why would it have been so high with me, you know, with me kidney damage. Well, because it's a it's the chicken and eggs situation there because your kidneys are having to produce work harder because your nephrons are damaged. Your glomerular well, obviously, you know, the whole thing with kidneys is you end up with more lymph, don't you? And you end up with all the swellings everywhere. So your body's you don't end up with more lymph. You just oh. your lymph the lymphatic system isn't working okay. properly it to remove it. Okay. Yeah. okay. So you so Sorry. then you end up with with uh, edema. And obviously that affects your blood pressure as well. Well, it did seem. Well, so as an absolute classic, thinking of that with the blood pressure and the edema, when I went last time, I had my blood taken was in the absolute extreme heat. It was that day when it was just oh, yeah, yeah. so so hot. By the following evening, even just taking that pint of blood, that's nearly an armful. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I had edema in my feet, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And it was like, what is going on? And it was just because the difference. Like just that difference of taking that that mm. electrolyte imbalance caused mm. that edema. So you know we're just constantly fighting for homeostasis, and it really, really doesn't take that much to throw you out. Mm. And you were just not in any kind of homeostasis. You know yeah. your kidneys are working too hard. Um, your liver was probably. I'm looking at your. I was looking at your ALT there from then. Your ALT was high. Mm. Um, everything was was working against you and uh you had the edema and your blood pressure you you just it just was fighting it to, mm. to keep everything going and it couldn't that's why it was high it's not salt funnily enough so, i mean i must you know it is back down now so it's back down i don't know that's 115 fine, 72 yeah. 74 or whatever yeah. um so yeah very pleased that and also pleased that because um, it's still the same machine, you know. Cause you always wonder whether your machine's measuring it properly. It, it has noticeably changed, yeah. like very noticeably changed, yeah. and so I feel I'm moving in the right direction again. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. But what can you say about blood pressure? You know, I think. Well, I think it, just because it, it's it's just so important to homeostasis and and an indicator of electrolyte imbalance. Um, organ failure you know all of these these things that that it, it's just it's it's like when you you know we both get white coat syndrome you far more than me but you know i get away with it because my blood pressure is low enough that it's not it's like normal to high when i have it done at a doctor's surgery but um it's just an indicator of stress whether that's mental or physical it is an indicator of stress i'm smiling though because when it, my biopsy that didn't happen because of, of the blood pressure being too high I got over 200 yeah which is pretty impressive and probably not very good for me no. thinking about it good job. Enough. I mean it's a good test for the system but not something you want to do regularly I wouldn't have no. thought no but because because your kidneys function is is criti- is like electrolyte balance is critical to that it's you know you take out the salt and you're affecting your electrolyte balance. You're you're making yourself ill, and okay, so you, I, I it's just a, it's a really weird thing. And and like, if you're interested, read the salt fix because it will explain it all far well, better than I can. Foul of of this classic like one yeah. size fits all. So yeah. some people with massive amounts of processed food are getting massive much more salt maybe yeah. than they need, and much more salt than you and I would eat, but. But there's enough evidence for 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 but salt is obviously very important yeah, to us. Well, yes, not even that, but it, oh. there's enough evidence. Overall mortality does not it doesn't reduce your risk of overall mortality when you go on a low salt diet a lo- a, or or blood pressure medication. All right. Well, I'm coming back to the blood pressure because I'm slightly I'm finished with that. All right, darling. Is so you go to the if you if you were to go to the doctor with high blood pressure. And this is also part of what they try to do in my kidneys, is they want to put you on medication to reduce your blood. Like to I think you, they gave you ACE inhibitors, didn't they? Oh no, that was only on the day. They they were threatening yeah. to do all sorts of things when I went to see the quack. Um, uh, you know when I wasn't very well. Um, but what you know that really they need to be looking as to why your blood pressure's gone up. It'll either be your plumbing, 
or your you know an organ or two is not very happy yeah, or, but or... in fairness on that one we didn't even know was it because you had kidney like level three kidney f failure or you know do, is it the high blood pressure or is it the kidneys you know you it's such a fine balance you don't know oh, okay and they obviously don't know because you went to a nephrologist and he had no advice for you other than give you pills so yeah it's mm. it, I think there is a nuance there that nobody actually properly understands. Yeah. No, it comes back to once again is you know we, we don't really understand quite a lot of this, no. do we? Not not fully. No. Okay, so, okay fine. I'm going to be moaning. You were, darling. That's all right. I've gone in six uric so acid. Number six is uric acid, and this is a new one because people just used to go used to think of it as a completely unimportant thing, and if you've got too much uric acid, you, you've eaten too much protein, and you've got gout. Yeah. So the protein. And the gout is interesting because so again it's the firefighter thing. So you you see the purines in in the gout, which are these little like purines form the the from the from protein cause these little crystals. Um, and it's in the presence of uric acid that they form. So you're kind of blaming that where actually it's far more likely to be a high fructose diet and ultra processed food that's causing the issue in the first place but what you bet you don't want uric you don't want too much uric acid and um you know if you look at again gout risk they put it down as gout risk but it's basically inflammation yours is very low yeah yours was but in then the it's middle. different for women and men anyway isn't it yours is it? for for something the marker but mine's down the bottom um yeah so once again it's that whole firefighter thing is is the, the, what we thought was causing the problem is actually helping or your body's using it to try and mm. solve the problem and and there's an even more underlying event uh which we would say is too much fruit so now they that like the people that, that that are looking at this form is it's a it's a, like too much uric acid will be because you're eating too much sugar Oh right, so they have come to that yeah. conclusion, now, have they? You, so you, and and uric acid is made in the liver, so your liver's under pressure. Don't they find it like ironic that having blamed protein for so long, they're now blaming sugar, and and they can just switch? No, because the people they're not they're not switching. Uh, it's only because we know it's like you know, uh, and and we knew it years ago. How long ago did Tony Samuels? Oh, four years. No, it's longer. Five than that. years. Where were you working? Six years. I was working at Mars. Oh, it's long. I think six. Okay, fine. It was right when you very, very you just finished your studies. I think you were yeah. still finishing your studies. Yeah. So how long ago did you study with Primal? Reverse that, have we? He doesn't Seems mention it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he was eating loads of fructose, basically. Yeah. So he'd, because he's not a chap who does stuff by halves. So he'd been told cherry juice. Yeah, been, cranberries and cherries. He'd been told to like big up on the on the veg and the fruit in particular, and so he was, and it was just making it worse. I think who. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's good news that everything's okay and uh, go on again so yeah so that, that I think this is still I think we're still kind of working out why uric acid is quite so important hmm. I would suggest I think like a lot of these things is if it once it starts to go wildly off the scale and, and, and it can I think sometimes can't it you know I know we we were moaning that some of the average readings have gone I, I think these are all just good indicators just like any anything in your body is a good indicator if it's wildly out you know what's the underlying mm. cause of it isn't it you, you yeah. know something you're doing something you're not taking or or whatever is is causing you grief yeah and and you, you mentioned homeostasis before you, you know we surely we all want our bodies to be as as, as well-rounded and, and as happy and as content as they can be yeah and I, I just as a final point there, I guess the the you know I have a high 
uh, saturated fat red meat diet mm-hmm. um, s- interspersed with a bit of fruit and yep. maybe a little bit of um, sweet potato if I feel I need it. I would have said it's a sort of saladino type approach. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. Um, and I do not have any metabolic health dismarkers or whatever you'd like that all of my markers are within bounds if not below bounds um so yeah you just i just urge people not to believe the standard paradigm and think for themselves and and do their own tests and yeah i think that's the message for today isn't it please don't believe the standard paradigm sort yourself out consider everything that you're doing uh, at some point you know and 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 if you want to, I presume we all want to, just tr- try and improve yourself. Yeah. A- and that was it, really. We've mm. come full circle, really. Uh, don't be one of the ninety-three percent of a like the ninety-three percent of Americans that are metabolically unhealthy, because yeah. you won't be feeling very well while you're in that state. No. And you said you won't be at your sharpest. So uh, yeah. But, okay. you know, the other thing is, uh, sorry, I'm quite yeah. finished. Okay. Was, uh, obviously you have, is when does this interest in it become an obsession? And, yeah. you know, that, where, where do you slip over the line? I think people think we're obsessed we because, are. well, our... Mm, we're very, very interested. Yeah. And I think this ha- because it's how we live our lives, we don't find it extraordinary or weird. No, and that's the benefit, actually. I was thinking of some of the conversations from some of you. Like, you, you do hear of people where their partners or husbands or wives or whatever are just so diametrically opposed to at some of this, like, maybe maybe healthier living or different living or whatever you want to call it, primal living, that it's really difficult for them to, mm. to, to stick with it. Mm. And so, yeah, we, I think we are lucky because we both... We were both equally interested. Yeah. And that is a very big uh, sort of plus yeah. in, in terms of of you and I, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Sorry. No, you're all right. <laughs> okay. So any little tagline, any of the taglines from Heather or whatever that we like? Heather? Uh, I think of the podcasts. What dark horse? Mm. Ah, no, do that. No, not okay. that I can think of. But listen to Dark Horse. That's a good podcast. Yeah, listen to the Dark Horse podcast. They're quite amusing. A pair of them. Yeah. I do feel that Heather seems to have got the better grasp on what they're doing and how they're doing it. Well, it's a bit like Nick and Robin, <laughs> Nicky and Robin. That. Yeah. <laughs> Healthy Rebellion. That's a good, another good one to listen to. Hmm. Okay, that's it. Okay. Cheerio. Yeah, bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Good luck. Good health.